0: Welcome in to the PFN Bengals podcast. It's cut down day. Bengals and every other team in the NFL are making a bunch of transactions today, finalizing their 53-man rosters. We've got the man on the scene, Mr. Jay Morrison in Cincinnati. How are you doing today, Jay? Great, Dallas. How are you? Doing good, doing good. I, I don't know looking at the initial Bengals roster that there are that many surprises that they uh, in terms of who they cut today, but there's certainly a lot to talk about. There's certainly a lot to talk about. And I think We'll just go through the roster today and talk about each position and, and how the Bengals line up and what moves they could consider uh, over the next day is the, the waiver period processes and any free agents they might think about signing. Um, let's start with quarterback. Obviously, Joe Burrow, we think he's going to be back for week one, but that backup quarterback position is still very important. Jake Browning made his way out of the roster with a really good preseason mm-hmm. performance or at least better than Trevor Simeon. I don't know. Really good might be going too far, but he was better than Trevor Simeon. Um, but do you think they're do you think they're set there? Are they are they set with Browning? Are they going to look at some of these guys that got cut today, or look at the free agent market and you know maybe consider a different option than Jake Browning?
1: Yeah, I mean Zach Taylor said that he feels really good about Jake Browning as the number two quarterback, but that's based on what they have. I mean, it's either him or Reed Sinnette, and it's that there's. I mean, they're looking at the waiver wire. I would be stunned if they don't add a quarterback uh, tomorrow. Um whether it be on the 53 man roster or uh, sign a, a veteran to the practice squad, whatever, whatever way they go about it, wait to waivers claim and then add a guy to the practice squad. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know that I I talked to Trevor Simeon. He said that he, they, he told them he's not interested in coming back on the practice squad. So that's, okay. that's out. That that's is not going right. to happen. So yeah, um, yeah. Right now it's Reed Sinet is the third guy. And you know, it's Jake Browning. He he came on, he he showed improvement, which is what you want to yeah. see. Um, but it's still, it was 12 drives, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, yeah. So it, it, it there's still that doubt. I mean, he's never played an NFL game, a real game. He's only played in the preseason. Um, and, and there's, man, it's out there. I mean, you, you, I know Bengal fans don't want to hear it, but the, the chance of, a calf strain reoccurring is, I don't know if significance is the right word, but it's definitely a possibility. It's a possibility, and Yeah, it's something that you may and if, even if it's not, I mean, guys get dinged. And we've talked about this before, who knows when a concussion comes up and a guy, he's okay, but he just has to leave the game for the rest of the game. I mean, how comfortable do you really feel with Jake Browning, if that's yeah. the case. So um, there are there's guys out there that I think uh, they will try to bring in here and at least start a new competition for that job and see if they can beat out Jake. Yeah, I thought Browning, the thing that impressed me the most was his rushing
0: ability and just his escapability, mm-hmm. right? And I think if you're going to look for a backup who's maybe unproven, then finding a guy who can maybe make a couple things happen is not the worst idea. So I'd get kind of where they're going, going with with Browning. But yeah, there were some interesting names like Cut over the past few days. Will Greer played really, really well in the Cowboys final preseason game. Bailey Zappi just got cut from the Patriots, which I couldn't believe. I mean, he was their backup quarterback all year last year. Cole McCoy got cut, which was surprising in Arizona. P.J. Walker got cut from the Bears. There are guys out there who have started NFL games who the Bengals could consider if they want to upgrade. But whether they do or not, I mean, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. I think at this point, the question is, is it going to be someone they add to the 53 or is it going to be someone they put on the practice squad? And We'll just have to wait and see how that goes.
1: I think you're running hey, Dallas. I, I yeah. didn't see uh, cause I was so busy writing after the yeah, cuts. Yeah, yeah. did San Francisco cut Brandon Allen. I have not seen that you yet. You know what? I don't know. I'm not right, sure. And that's another name. That's a possibility. And then you yeah. mentioned Greer. I mean, that's what a tough situation. He knows he's going to get cut and they still stick him in there. And he plays, I, I, I think that'll go a long way. That'll be attractive to some yeah. teams that are going to be looking to add.
0: Definitely. So Brandon Allen did make the 49ers roster. So wow. after they traded Trey Lance, they did decide to keep him on as their third quarterback. So no longer okay. an option for, for the Bengals. Yeah. So he's, he's out. <laughs> um, let's move to running back. I think running back was kind of interesting too. They they ended up keeping four. Um, Joe Mixon, Trevian Williams, Chase Brown, Chris Evans. Um, I think Trevian Williams is kind of the wild card here. He hasn't been practicing at all. He's been injured. Uh, as, as you wrote, he's supposed to be back in practice soon. But, you know, I... Just from my opinion, I think it was a little surprising to keep him on the roster. I thought they maybe could have put him on IR. I thought they maybe he's a vested veteran. He doesn't have to go through waivers. I thought they could have cut him maybe to make a spot for someone who has to go on injured reserve at a different position and then try and bring him back later. That's not what they did. I think they feel pretty comfortable with him. And, you know, Chase Brown and Chris Evans have both played really well in the preseason and they've impressed me. But Trevion Williams has been here. I mean, I think he's still probably in contention to earn some sort of role I guess that depends on when he comes back to practice, though.
1: If you ask me, he's the leading candidate to be the third down. He's the leading guy to be the P. Ryan. The whole thing was, can he be healthy in time? And Zach did say they were going to integrate him back into practice this week. Yeah. Then you have the real practice uh, week um, for the Browns coming up next week. I just, I, I think there's more trust there. It, it felt like Chris Evans had grabbed that job, but it didn't sound that way from Zach today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wrote about it in my piece, too. It was really interesting after the game, saturday when when zach was asked about chase brown's performance and he said when he had the ball in his hands he was really good <laughs> i don't he's not there that's not yeah. a knock on it was not to say he's never going to be yeah. good in pass pro, but he is a rookie he's still learning and he's not there yet and i don't think that that's that's going to be his role mm-hmm. right away maybe at some point this year maybe next year so yeah. it's really it's coming down to Travion williams and and Chris Evans, and maybe that's another position where we see them go out and get a veteran who's been in that role before. Um, it's you know we're recording this so quick after cuts, I haven't really had a chance to cut scour the waiver wire to see what's available out there. But that's another position where uh, sure. I think you could see a move be made. But if you ask me, the four that are there right now, Travion's the leader uh, to to win that third down back job.
0: And we've talked about it before. We know there are free agents like Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette still out there, in addition to the guys who got wave today so a lot of options out there if the Bengals want to go somewhere else um, elsewhere on offense wide receiver they kept the top six guys we thought they would do but they did cut Stanley Morgan I mean a little bit of a surprise he's, he's been here he's been a special teams ace I don't know if maybe that's a guy they think they could get back if they do have to place someone else on injured reserve or if they think they could get him onto the practice squad but you know Andre Yoshivas and Charlie Jones just made it a really difficult decision. I I don't think they were ever going to cut Charlie Jones as a fourth round pick, but Yoshivas really played his way played his way onto the roster. He really impressed me during the preseason. with mm, yeah. his athleticism, some of the back shoulder catches he was able to make. I don't know if he's going to have a role this season, but there was no way they could the Bengals could cut him. So Stanley
1: Morgan is just it's just kind of a numbers game.
0: He he didn't make it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he's back on the roster at some point this year, but he, he's not here now.
1: Yeah, it's a gamble because I do think they really would like to keep him around. And the, you, I know we're kind of going position by position here, but we still yeah. don't know about Joseph Osai. Right. And, you know, they're looking for more information there. Maybe he's the guy they have to put on IR that creates a spot. Um, I don't know that Deontay Smith left the game with a shoulder injury, but it sounds like that was just a sprain and he's okay. going to be okay. So. What, what do they do there? Because you, it's easy to say, okay, yeah, well, just have a handshake deal with Stanley Morgan and bring yeah. him back on the practice squad and just elevate him on game days to play, play, play special teams. You can do that three times. Yep. That's it. Then he's yep. got to be on the 53. So then you're just kind of rolling the dice where, you know, I, I mean, I think it is a safe bet that someone at some point is going to go on IR yep. before week four. But just the whole fact of cutting him and, and you know, probably a handshake kind of deal where – you know, don't go anywhere else, but if another mm-hmm. team comes in with a great offer to sign yeah. him, um, it's hard to to say no to that and, and go for a bigger opportunity somewhere else. But you know, you've you've got the lure of a good team and Joe Burrow and yes. the familiarity and all that. So I I would not be surprised, but it it to see him back, but it is a gamble to to let a guy like that go. It definitely is,
0: and I think it's I think it's a gamble at tight end too, where they let they let go of Tanner Hudson. I, another guy I thought that was really impressive during the preseason. And I, and I don't want to put too much weight on preseason performance. You know, we, we can't just say someone played well in the third week of the preseason and he's going to be an immediate star. But, you know, Tanner Hudson, I think, showed that he could have been a viable backup as a receiving tight end at least, mm-hmm. um, where which is something I don't think Drew Sample or Mitchell Wilcox necessarily has that upside. So... I was a little surprised that they put him on waivers too. I thought they could maybe make room for him even at the expense of someone like Wilcox, but I think probably that familiarity they have with Wilcox
1: now that he's back from the injured list, I think that probably that probably won out. Yeah, and that can't sit well with Tanner Hudson. Um, I don't want to put words in his mouth. I haven't talked to him, but, I mean, he's been here this whole time, played great in the preseason, came back from a concussion and and played well, and then Mitch Wilcox comes in, practices twice, plays 17 snaps in the game, and he wins the job over him. So I don't know that there was a handshake deal with Tanner Hudson to stick around. I think we've seen the last of him. Um, But that's another position where, you know, waiver wire, um, and maybe that's why a guy like, trey hill on the offensive line they kept 10 i didn't think yeah. they would keep him maybe they kept him around for that reason to have somebody to cut mm. if they win a waiver claim so it's all the roster gymnastics are just yeah. starting um but yeah I, I tanner hudson deserved to make this team but i understand why they, they they felt more comfortable with mitch wilcox
0: and we're calling this the you know the final roster it it's anything no. but the final roster it's no. they're, they're they claimed three players last year. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if they claimed somebody this And all three made the team. I wouldn't be surprised if they claimed somebody this year. I I think there will be more movement. Um, speaking of Trey Hill, he did make the team. They kept 10 offensive linemen. That surprised me. I, I, I didn't think Trey Hill was going to make this team. I don't think he was very impressive in the preseason. He clearly has been usurped by Max Sharping as the top interior backup offensive lineman. Um, I, I'm surprised he made the team. I, I guess... Knowing Dante Smith is going to be okay, I think that makes me think that, like you just said, Trey Hill could be a guy that they may be cut in the next couple of days if, if Dante Smith is okay. But um, I was very surprised
1: Trey Hill made the roster. I don't I don't know what you think about that. I, I just don't think he was that good this offseason. No, and he has no tape to speak no. of. He had, he had a couple of years ago he got uh, – I remember he played in the Detroit game and did not look good at all. And yeah. So I from that standpoint, that's the surprise because you don't think no one – if they did cut him, they would have been easily got him back on the practice squad if they wanted to continue to develop. But I think that is the, that's what's happening there. I think is that he's the piece where if they win a waiver claim, he's the guy that, That'll be the cut to make room for whoever the waiver claim is on the fifty-three. It doesn't have to be. I know a lot of people aren't aren't up to the rules and everything. It doesn't have to be a position by position thing where if yep. you claim a t- tight end, you have to cut a tight end. You can cut anybody you want. Sure. So I, I think that's what he is. Is I hate to say it. I hate to dehumanize a I guy know, and call it, but he's a pawn right now.
0: Do you think I want is Dante Smith still the top swing tackle? Which if if Brown or Williams went down in the first couple weeks of the season. I'm just curious. I, I wonder who, if they would bring in Dante Smith or Jackson Carmen first. Jack, Carmen has just been so poor this offseason. <laughs> I, I don't. He's obviously going to make the team because of the draft investment, but I, I do wonder where his standing is on this team after. He, I guess he looked better in the last preseason game, but just really disappointing. I, I'm curious as to what they think his
1: role is this year. Yeah, if if. if- I could give truth serum to Frank Pollock and Zach Taylor and even Brian Callahan. And I only got a few questions. That would be one of them because it's, they, I mean, you, you mentioned it, the draft capital, the, the potential all, yeah. I mean, he has all the traits, but they, they hammer home the, the idea of consistency yeah. so much. And that's where he's lacking. He shows the flashes and then he shows the, mm, what the heck was that? Yeah. So how much longer can they live with that? I, I still, I, I still think that because of the athleticism and the traits that that he would probably be the guy they would stick in there. But if it wasn't working, um, I, I would say they would have a quick hook. But, you know, maybe maybe if he is your swing tackle, maybe Deontay Smith is, is not active again on game days. True. And then you're stuck True. if something like that happens. So I, I really think – He's just a they're they're both placeholders right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Leal Collins is starting on pup. He still counts against the salary cap, all yep. that money. So they've committed to that, and I think that they're going to ride this out. See whenever he's healthy, when he is, then then he'll be the guy to step in. And they're just keeping their fingers crossed yeah. that, that neither Orlando Brown or Jonah Williams go down before Leal Collins comes yeah. back.
0: We know the Bengals don't ever really make in-season trades, but Lyle Collins is going to be kind of their version of a, of a mid-season acquisition, I think this year. And maybe, maybe he won't have to play. Let's hope he doesn't have to play, but man, what a a great piece to add. I think middle of the season, if he, if he can hopefully come back healthy later this year, Yeah, he can play guard too. He can play guard too. Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. just such a valuable piece that I think a lot of contending teams would really like to have. Um, Let's move on to the defensive side. They kept 10 defensive linemen. they kept J2 Filet, who I think was probably a bubble guy, but he did make the roster. Um, that means they didn't keep Raymond Johnson third, who, for my money, was maybe the most impressive, at least defensive player of the entire Bengals preseason. He made mm-hmm. so many plays, um, showed up in every game. I, I thought the Bengals might try to get a spot for him, but they weren't able to find the, the room, um, which leads us to the question of Joseph Osai. How serious is this injury? Is it going to be a situation where the Bengals have to place him on IR tomorrow? Um, if you're not familiar with the NFL's roster rules, any player who a team wants to designate to return later in the season has to make the initial 53-man roster. So if the Bengals had placed Joseph Asai on injury reserve over the weekend, he would have been out for the entire season. He had to make the roster today. They can place him on IR tomorrow and, and add a, a new player in his place. We don't really know if that's what's going to happen or not. It sounds like the Bengals are still assessing his situation. but obviously a huge loss um, if he isn't able to play. And I think we'll obviously bring up some questions of why was Osai even in the third preseason game
1: at all. Right. I mean, I think that's probably a fair question to ask at this point. It is. But then again, you know, if you, if you're gonna, if you're gonna sit all 53 guys that you intend to keep, that only leaves you with (laughs) 35 to play in that game. So some, I mean, some guys have to play in that game and, and they felt like he needed reps. Um, I, Kelsey Conway from the Cincinnati Enquirer reported it's a high ankle sprain, so yeah. it, it doesn't sound like it's going to be anything long term, but they, yeah. that's what Zach was talking about. They're going to try to get some more information and, and see exactly where this is and, and how much time he might have to miss. Um, you're right, Raymond Johnson looked great, um, but the, the thing, it's not just about who looks good? I mean, there's so many other pieces that go into yeah. this, and he's if he makes the 53, he's still he's not dressing on yep, game day, you're right. so you're you're kind of wasting a spot there. I mean, you are rolling dice because there's a good chance that that guy gets claimed, yeah. uh, and you don't get him back on the practice squad because of how good he looked. But you know, you you drafted Miles Murphy for a reason, and yes, he hasn't really lit the world on fire yet yeah. in camp, but he's young, he's growing. You, you see it all the time. It's corners quarterbacks wide receivers those guys can come into the league and make an impact right away those those interior guys it's just a different breed of guy you're going against in in terms of strength and expertise and technique and all that so it, it takes some time and um they they invested a first round pick in him. And so yeah. um, he's the guy that's going to be active on game day. And it, it just, it's a tough break for Raymond Johnson. He deserved it. He played really well. That'll be one of the interesting things to see. We It seems like every year we talk about this. Oh, they're so deep. And they could have three, four guys get claimed on yeah. waivers. And it, and it and that just doesn't happen. Yeah, not a, right. There's not a lot of guys that actually do get claimed. I think Raymond Johnson will get claimed by somebody. There's just, yeah. there's too much of a need for edge rushers out there. And he has shown that he can do a lot not just rush the passer, but defend against the run yes. and drop in coverage. And- Inco-
0: very versatile, can play with yeah. his hand in the ground, can play stand up. I mean, I think he's a very versatile weapon. The thing about Osai that's interesting to me is, so say it is a high ankle sprain. That's typically like a four- to six-week injury, usually is what teams go on. Bengals buy is in week seven. You know, mm-hmm. I wonder if he's still recovering at that point. Do they just hold him out through the buy and say, hey, we'll come back and join us in week eight? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's a long ways off. That'd be kind of a long injury, but – I don't know. Um, I think he's going to be a big loss because I was really banking on like a huge season from him this year. I was very impressed by him last year. Yeah, I thought he would play like, he's obviously not going to be a quote unquote starter, but he could play starters level snaps basically this year. Um, I, I do wonder if Cam Sample is going to be going to have to be the guy that steps up because Miles Murphy yes. is, he's a first round pick, but like you said, it's going to, it might take him a little while. Cam Sample's been here. Cam Sample, I think is a really underrated player and he's going to have an opportunity now, at least even if Osai doesn't go on, I, I would guess he's out for the first week or, or two at least. Cam mm-hmm. Sample's going to have an opportunity, I think, to kind of solidify his presence on this defensive line and and make himself known. So, be curious to see how that goes. Were you surprised they kept ten and, and they kept Jade Tuvali? I I, uh, I I know he's flashed during the preseason. Um, I thought maybe Dominic Davis could could make the roster over him, but you know they they claimed Tuvali off waivers last year. I think they like what they did, but
1: um, were you surprised that he was able to? Kind of grabbed that last spot, a little, but not too much, because it's not so much what he did in the preseason; it's what he did in big games last, last year. Season. He's just yeah. one of those guys that d- just does the dirty work and yep. makes plays. And you know, it's do you really need three no you know those tactical kind of yep. guys that aren't really three techniques? Because you got Tupo to uh, yep. those two guys backing up DJ Reader, but they think enough of Tufele to to keep him around and. Um, so I was a little surprised just from the, the numbers aspect where it's like, ah, that's, that's one area that I don't know that you need another guy, especially with, you know, as, as much as they can move Hubbard inside or Asai inside yeah. or Sample inside. A lot of those edge guys can run yeah. from the inside as well too. So a sure. um, little, little surprise, but not overly.
0: I wonder if it's based even like on being in the AFC North with the Steelers and Browns and Ravens and three yeah, teams that absolutely. you know are going to run the ball and pound the ball. Yeah. Like why not have an extra big body there in the middle? Um, linebacker, I don't even think we need to talk about, we've kind of, we've kind of known how the five guys, yes, we, 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 you've got that one right in your roster projection. I think everyone who covers the Bengals probably got that (laughs) one, right? Not a lot to talk about there. Um, quarterback, a little bit to talk about. I I don't think it was entirely surprising that DJ Ivy made the roster. He's made Hmm. a lot of plays in the preseason. He's been very impressive throughout training camp. Looked like it was basically him kind of versus Michael Thomas uh, in the, in the secondary. And they kept, they kept DJ Ivy. That means Sidney Jones is not on the roster. That means Alan George is not on the roster. Whether those guys want to go in the practice squad or not, we'll have to see, but I think that you got to feel good about the Bengals depth at cornerback. I mean, to have DJ Turner, Mm a high, a second round pick as your, as your cornerback for, to me, he has looked, I, I wouldn't be that, that alarmed if he had to go into the starting lineup. I really wouldn't. I think he's been that solid. Um, so far this summer that I really wouldn't be be worried if he had to play. T.J. Ivy, I'd be a little more worried he's a rookie seventh-round pick, but he'll probably see a lot of time on special teams if he's even active. So I think to get that type of depth and that type of youth in the secondary, um, at a position on the roster where Cheeto's probably not going to be here next year, Mike Hilton, who knows? He's getting up there in years. I think it's good that they're bringing in all this youth in the cornerback in the room because they're going to have to spend in other positions. It's good mm. that they're getting cheap in the secondary right now.
1: Yeah, and that's why I think you're going to see Alan George come back on the practice squad and maybe mm-hmm. not Sidney Jones. I mean, not just the youth part of it. Um, you know, for people that don't know, Alan George undrafted rookie free agent last year out of Vanderbilt did make the 53, yep. um, then was one of those guys that went back to the practice squad when they claimed three guys. But, yep. you know, you look back in, in training camp and and Alan George flashed. He made some plays. He had some memorable moments uh, last year and this year. I can't say the same thing for Sidney Jones and then plus Sidney Jones was injured that whole time with a hamstring injury and um you know maybe they do bring both of them back on the practice squad but I think Alan George is a a much better bet to be back here as another guy they can kind of continue to develop and and you know I don't think you would I don't know if you would feel comfortable putting him in a game if, if things got really bad with attrition at that position but um he he he's serviceable and and he's got room to grow and he's very intelligent. So those are the kind of guys that Lou Anarumo likes where, you know, you, 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 there's no blown assignments and he knows what to do. He knows where to be. Uh, so I, I think you're going to see him back.
0: I I would agree. Um, and we talked about Michael Thomas. He didn't make the roster, but as you've written, I think he wants to come back to the practice squad. I think he probably will. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of interest in him around, around the league besides the Bengals. Um, but I, I think the same thing is true of the safety room is true of the cornerback room, that they're very young, and I think they have a lot of upside. I mean, Nick Scott and Dax Hill are going to be in the starting lineup, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Battle sees some time if they, if they play three safety sets. Tyson Anderson will probably be mostly on special teams, but really like this, the, this four-man group they have in the back end. And if they can have Thomas still in the locker room, even if he's not in the actual roster, I think you've got to feel good about this, even if it's not the level of where Jesse Bates and Von Bell were last year. I don't think any Bengals fans expected the safety room no. to, to be at that point, but I think that they have found a solution that's going to work for him this year.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a parallel to Stanley Morgan, but not really because, you know, if you, if Stanley comes back on the practice squad, you absolutely want him to, on the 53 at some point so he can be a part of as many game days as possible on special teams. Mike Thomas was a valuable member of special teams, but not at the level that Stanley Morgan was. Mike mm-hmm. Thomas's value is, his personality, his knowledge, his, his leadership, just what he means to those guys in the locker room and just having him around, um, even if it is on the practice squad and not getting elevated on game days, you know, that, that is the goal to work him back to the 53 man roster that, at, at some way that is his yeah. goal, I should say. Um, but you know, it, it, it there just may not, I mean, there's not a lot of teams that have five safeties and, you know, for him to kind of get back on the the 53 would probably involve an injury of some sort. So we'll just see how that plays out. But I, I do, I fully expect him to be one of the 16 practice squad guys named tomorrow.
0: I I agree with that as well. Um, special teams, not a bunch of surprises. Brad Robbins beat out Drew Christman. I think we all expected mm-hmm. that probably from the second uh, Robbins was drafted It's going to be the same um, special teams unit, for the most part, as there was last season. Um, What are your biggest questions on this roster? I guess now that we have the 53-man, at least initial roster set in place, I I think for me, it's still got to be that backup quarterback position. I I think this is such a strong roster. We've talked about it already this year that there were no starting spots available on this depth chart. It's all backup spots. And I think the Bengals did a really good job of deciding who to keep in the, in the majority of those spots. Um, but if I had to have a concern, I think it's that backup quarterback spot. I think they'll probably still be looking at running back if there's anybody out there on the waiver wire. Beyond that, I I don't see any other like obvious spots on this roster where they're going to have to be just desperate to find somebody. That, that that's just not the state that this roster is in. They're going to be losing guys. I mean, I we both remember years where the Bengals had such a bad roster that they, we wanted to claim 10 guys and add new players mm-hmm. to their roster. They're going to be losing guys this year. Um, But I do think the quarterback and running back are, are two of the positions where they could still look to add. Is there any, is there anywhere else I'm forgetting? I don't know if there's anywhere else. Tight
1: end. I still Tight end. think we just okay. keeping the three there. And um yeah, I don't, the the quarterback thing. I mean, just think about it. If if Burrow doesn't get hurt, then that's even fewer snaps for Browning yeah. and and Simeon. So maybe that's right. kind of a silver lining there, where uh, they they got a longer look to to know that you know it, or to to make their decision whether they think he is capable of yeah. of being the guy. If anything were to happen to Burrow, and I don't think I mean, I'm not saying he never will be, but I just right now I just don't know how confident you could be. Uh, having to go to him for a couple games, if that's, if that's the case. So, and with so many other guys out there, I just, it just makes too much sense to to bring somebody in, whether it's off waivers and then, you know, getting, making Trey Hill your cut piece or yeah. bring him just a, a, a developmental guy in on the practice squad and, and, and letting him run the scout team and try to get better that way. I, maybe even that might be too much to ask for a young guy like that to run <laughs> yeah. the scout team. That is an important position. Yeah. People kind of discount that. And I, I think you would see Jake Browning be the, the scout team quarterback against the number one defense, but they they, I just feel like they need to bring somebody else in to make it some sort of competition. Yeah. Ongoing competition. Yes. So this,
0: so I think next week or uh, tomorrow, sorry. Um, the waiver period is starts now and ends tomorrow. Um, you had to put, who do you think will be the guys who could get claimed? I, I think Raymond Johnson could definitely get claimed. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see Tanner Hudson getting claimed, maybe, but that's only because it's so hard to find tight ends in the NFL. Well, he's,
1: he's one of those guys that doesn't have to go through waivers as a vested veteran, so he oh, can Hudson, get signed. Oh, Hudson is a vested yeah, veteran, okay. Yeah, yeah he yeah. can get signed right away. Okay, so I didn't even realize that. So yeah. That,
0: so Raymond Johnson is one. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I don't know that I think a ton of guys – could, could get claimed from this roster. That's the one. So I guess things to look forward to for the next couple of days. Does Raymond Johnson get claimed? I think mm-hmm. he will. It sounds like you think he will. Do the Bengals yeah. add anybody off waivers? And we think quarterback, maybe, running back, tight end, could be those positions. And then what happens with Joseph Osai? I think that's the only other kind of outstanding yeah. question is do they have to put him on IR? And I wonder if he goes on IR, what they would do. Would they bring back like Jeff Gunter maybe? Would they bring... Dominique Davis, or maybe go to different, pos- add someone in a different position. I don't know. I don't know what they would do if they if they put Osai onto IR and, and create that roster spot. Um, we'll just have to see see what direction they go in. But I think those are the most kind of pressing questions over the next few days.
1: Um, yeah, if, if 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 Osai does go on IR, it'll depend on what they do, whether they get anybody on waivers. I yeah. mean. Let's not forget, they're number 29 on the waiver wire. Sure. <laughs> so it's going to have to be somebody that 20 other teams passed on yep. for them to claim them. Um, so, uh, that you know, Osai, if he goes on IR and, and they don't claim anybody off of waivers, then I do think Jeff Gunter would be the guy. He played really well in the preseason, you know, he's a seventh round pick, but um, they, they like what they've seen. They like his future. I fully expect him to be back on the practice squad. And uh, as well as Dominic Davis played, then, you, then you're then you talking about four right. nose tackles. That's, <laughs> right. that's just too much. It's probably so, too much. Yeah. yeah, I think Gunter would be the guy if Osai does go on IR, if there's yeah. no corresponding move that has to be made. Okay, yeah, that's interesting.
0: Um, I do have to say one trade I wish the Bengals would have made I don't even know how to say his last name, but Broncos tight end, Albert O. They got traded. He got traded to the Philadelphia Eagles today in, what a, a, great move. in a swap of late round picks. I wish the Bengals would do something like this once in a while. Just mm. send send a 2025 sixth, get back a 2025 seventh, and get a young, talented player at a position of need. Because, you know, the Eagles are even farther down the waiver wire than yeah, they're the Eagles are. They weren't <laughs> going to get Albert O on, on yeah. waivers, so they made this deal. And I... It's, it's hard to complain about the Bengals roster given the state it's in and where the Bengals are, but that, that's the one thing. I wish they'd be a little more proactive on, on kind of moves around the margins like that. You know, I think they could have really used a, another receiving tight end in their roster. And um, I, I hope we, we've seen the Bengals change their stripes in so many ways over the past few years. And I'm hoping that's like the last barrier that they can kind of get over is how do we find these more creative ways of of player and talent acquisition that we can kind of invest in. We'll see. We'll see if the Bengals make any trades this yeah. year. I'm hoping they do. They,
1: they, I mean, they've always valued those draft picks, and they don't like to give them up. And now, especially seeing the train coming down the tracks, that is the Joe Burrow contract, and, and you're gonna have to have these draft picks and get these guys and develop. And I, 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 I agree with you. I think that would have been a great move. But I, I, I know where they're coming from with that. Is they, they're gonna try to keep as many draft picks as yeah. possible, uh, moving forward because <laughs> the. The, the, these salaries are just getting bigger every single year, and Jamar yeah. Chase is another train coming down the tracks next year.
0: That, that's exactly right, um, and that's something we'll talk about over the next couple of weeks. You know, does Joe Burrow get an extension before Week One? Does T-, T. Higgins get an extension before Week One? We're coming right up on it. You know, I, I I thought they would have had a deal for Burrow in place at least by now. That hasn't come to fruition. We'll, we'll see if it gets done before Week One, um, but that's obviously something that we'll have to be looking forward to in the next couple of weeks um jay anything else anything else on the roster that stood out to you um like i said i don't think there were a ton of surprises a couple things to watch for in the next couple days but for the most part i think this is pretty much where we thought the Bengals roster would be on cutdown day
1: you know what i want i want to trade i want to trade our time slot back i want to go back to mornings this this late afternoon this sun's <laughs> coming in it's in my face we have shears up but i don't have just like blinds i can draw so yeah it's good i'm like move back and get it out of my face. We'll be back at our normal morning time next week.
0: We will. We will. It's a little early for me, but it's, uh, you know, it's fine. Central time zone and all it's, it's okay. Um, Yeah. Great discussion today, Jay. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening to the PFN Bengals podcast. Uh, Whatever platform you're on, make sure to give us a review and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, and subscribe. We will be back next week, as Jay said, at our usual time. Um, I think we'll be talking a little betting next week, a little Bengals betting preview for the season. Um, That's it for today. Hold it against us. No, no, no. Please don't. That's it for today. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thank you all. again.